Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of UGA Sports Live. My name is Rodney Bolsa. I'll be your uh, co-host for the next hour or so. I'm joined by Dane Young and a fully clothed Jim Donnan. So that, that's, a, that's a big plus for us. But <laughs> You have to explain the inside joke there. You can't just let that sit for the podcast. <laughs> Coach was joining the show. He's like, we're going to put a shirt on. It's funny because right before I clicked on it, I was putting a shirt on. So it just... Cracked me up because I'm like, we're all just uh, running. Did you, know, you win your tennis match, Coach? That's what we need to know. Uh, we we just played and had a good time. But I'm telling you, it's so hot, I don't even understand how I can hang in there like I did. Because uh, they don't make them like they used to, Coach. No, they don't. That's just, unreal. Uh, the same thing. I had a shirt that was soaking wet with sweat. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to look gross and disgusting on the show. So we're, I'm already uh, unattractive to our viewers. Being covered in sweat would not help. But what is attractive to our viewers, Coach, is the fact that Georgia has been on an absolute tear recently on the recruiting trail. So I figured we could touch on a couple of those kids. You know, we'll, we could have one of our recruiting experts on, but I think we should just touch on that. And the fact that, uh, hey, man, we are less than two weeks away from Georgia starting the first day of fall practice. And they are going, you know, the reigning national champions are about to take the field for, you know, the acclimation period and such like that. So we kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, First and foremost, though, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Athens Ford, Your Pie, Academia Brewing Company, and Dead Soxy. Please, please be sure to visit them, be a patron of them because they support us. So when you support them, you are supporting us, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, Coach, going back to uh, the last couple of weeks here, I was on vacation. Every time I go on vacation, they get a lot of commits. Uh, we saw on the uh, 16th, uh, linebacker Troy Boyles committed to uh, Georgia, the line. Uh, the son of a NFL head coach, uh, Jamal Jarrett, the number two defensive tackle out of your neck of the woods, uh, committed to Georgia. Then Kelton Smith, you told us about him months and months and months ago that uh, Georgia was on the offensive lineman out of Columbus. And then they got a big safety, uh, Janelle Aguero out of uh, Danvers, uh, uh, Massachusetts, Maryland, up that way. So it's been an absolute terror for – remember, it was three, three weeks ago, one of the questions that came in was, should I be worried about Georgia's recruiting class? Yeah, that happens. Everybody worries, but you worry to the end uh, when the signing date is still cool. December. So that's a long time from now. But uh, the one thing that's just incredulous is the amount of defensive players that accumulated here over the last two years. I think uh, I read where they've got like between 23 and 24 guys counting this past class of 22 and 23 coming in that are either four or five star players. Uh, you just look at all the guys out there right now that are practicing with our team. Uh, you know, Starks, uh, just Singletary, those guys. But, uh, you know, the biggest point for me, though, is uh, yesterday the coaches came back from vacation. Uh, they've always had at least one coach here every day, uh, but most of them have been gone off and on since the first of July. So, really kind of signals the start of practice even though uh august 3rd is the official start but uh the way they got the rules now you can spend up to uh eight hours a week with the players you can now use a ball as long as it's not a team related drill so if a quarterback wants to throw to receivers now you can do that or hand off to backs you just can't have a simulated seven on seven or eleven on eleven so a lot more extensive uh training with the team and the coaches are out there with them uh, doing a lot of that. So uh, our team's in really good shape physically. Uh, they took that couple days off for July the 4th, and we got some really good guys coming back. I thought that was really uh, important what Kirby said at 
that uh, we talked about that last Wednesday night about guys like Ratledge and uh, Darnell Washington and Bowers, uh, really all five-star players that weren't available for spring practice that, that'll be there along with four-star Tyke Smith. And uh, what I want to do today, maybe later on the program, is talk a little bit about our two deep defensively because uh, that seems to be an issue with, with so many people worried about all the guys we've lost. But I thought Kirby made another good point saying that, look, we got guys taking their place. So, But Aguero, uh, Jarrett, and uh, Bowles are all big-time players, and Kelton Smith has doesn't have the ranking, but he's going to be a really good offensive lineman, got good quickness, and he's got leverage, which I like. And uh, so we just got to finish up on some of these receivers, maybe – get a running back, although I don't think it's critical to get a back or a quarterback. We got the transfer portal, so uh, let's get ready to rock. I mean, hey, we're going to be uh, – before you know it, Oregon's going to be here and we're going to be getting after the Ducks. I thought that uh, getting Troy Bowles – I mean, it's big because in, a, in his own right, when you look at him, that is a fast linebacker. That is a guy who just shoots across, and we saw how well that's worked in Georgia's system. But I also like the vote of confidence, you know, that you got to – NFL head coach is going to send his son to Georgia. Exactly. I think that's really sends a message around the country uh, for Kirby to, uh, to uh, signify, Hey, we got the head coach of a team son on our team. And uh, you know, we talked about that uh, quote that that Gutekunst guy made from uh, the general manager who decided a new long-term contract for Green Bay Packers. He said that, you know, we've, they've taken, now three guys from Georgia in the first two rounds the last couple of years going back to Stokes and then the guys they took this year. And he said that, that watching Georgia's practice and analyzing the players is as close to an NFL combine as you can Great go point. to. And that uh, that coupled with bowls and, you know, here's Glenn Schumann. Uh, hey, uh, coach, uh, you know, I just want to tell you, your son's doing pretty good. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing at Mike Linebacker on Tampa <laughs> 2 now. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great point. You get a, a uh, unpaid analyst there. You're right. in a, in a, that's the one time you do want to hear from the, the, the players' parents. You know, Normally it's like, hey, y'all just let me do my job. But, yeah, yeah. That, that works really well. And, uh, <laughs> Coach, if, if you're coming to the game, uh, sorry we don't have a seat for you, but we do have one in the press box for you. <laughs> So, uh, you know, the, the I, I, get back, I go back to when I was coaching. I really enjoyed the interchange with uh, pro scouts, talking to them about what they were looking for. And also the fact that uh, once you develop some relationships, they let you come and visit with them and study and watch their practices. And it's just like high school coaches coming here and watching us practice. You just learn a lot about a different way to skin a cat, so to speak. And, uh, make things evolve uh, a lot of uh, pro people continue to come and watch uh, things that are happening now in college you know like the rpos and the uh you know cliff kingsbury now who was a coach for texas Tech, the head coach of the cardinals a lot of the pro game is very similar to the college now i'm, I'm looking at uh, jamal jarrett out of your neck of the woods um Big get for Georgia defensive tackle. That's a, that's a Central North Carolina. In case people don't know that, that's not Oklahoma because you always bust me up. Burlington Greensboro, the Greensboro Whirlies, 
they might be called the Gremlins now. I'm not sure when we played them, they were the Hortleys, but biggest rival I ever had in any sport, going back to any any level I ever had, was playing Greensboro Grimsley and uh, played them. I know I remember the first time I ever played them. We played uh, JV football game in the ninth grade, and our coach was going to the single wing, and you know I didn't like it. I had to play back there tailback and run and stuff. I was scared to death, but you know I, I did all I could. But but the point was we practiced all summer and worked on that, and they didn't know that we were running the the uh, single wing. And we went over there to their stadium and really pulled their pants down. I mean, it was so bad. They didn't know what to do. We had a tremendous advantage. I mean, you know, running that single wing. And, yeah, I felt like I was Johnny Unitas after that game. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you get Javal Jarrett, number two defensive tackle of the nation, six foot six, 340 pounds. And I was thinking about, you know, the last time Georgia got a big defensive tackle out of North Carolina it seemed to work out pretty well with uh, Jordan Davis and uh, Jordan Davis was integral in uh, Georgia landing Jamal Jarrett. And I was looking on Twitter and I saw these photos that came out of the players uh, running in the stadium, the Georgia football teams running up and down the steps in uh, Sanford stadium, carrying 45 pound weights and bear Alexander, the big defensive tackle from uh, Texas, that was a guy that I think we had a list of about 6'6", 340. He has slimmed down, Coach. They have run the baby fat off of him. He, yeah, he, he took he advantage of having that shoulder operation and really did a lot of conditioning. It wasn't too much he could do with his shoulder. Uh, I really don't think he's 6'6". Uh, no. He might not even be 6'4", but he's, he's, he's big. He's bulky, but uh, and he, he's going to help us. I don't know if he'll help us this year, but uh, – Hard to come in and play in the defensive line unless you're Jalen Carter. Yeah. It's just tough to play there. Uh, but and I feel like uh, Jarrett certainly got a good future. I don't know if he's as talented coming out of high school as as uh, Jordan Davis, but not many guys are. But we'll we'll see. Uh, but, now, my point about those guys is when Jordan Davis came in, he was a bit hefty, you know, and he admitted that he fought it his entire career at Georgia. Uh, Jamal Jarrett listed 340. I think he could probably lose some of that as well. Uh, you saw what they're doing with Bear Alexander. Give Trey Scott all the credit in the world for being able to land these top talents. You know, Georgia went so long without getting quality defensive interior guys. Now he's landing them back to back to back. And when they leave here, they look phenomenal and they're playing really well. So I think that's a big get for uh, Georgia to pick up Jamal Jarrett. And I think getting a Janelle Aguero, everyone was talking about Caleb Downs. You know, you got to get Caleb Downs, number one safety in the country, number one safety in the country. You get Janelle Aguero, who's I think the number three safety. Yeah. It's number, just number, hard, number hard, to in the nation. hard to know, you know, when you get one, two, three, four. I mean, it's just a very – But um, Saturday's going to be a big day for the dogs. I mean, you the, the dead period ends, and everybody knows the last couple years we've had those uh, – Georgia's had those deals where they bring kids in and had that play day, so to speak, where they shoot water guns at each other and uh, play uh, all these kind of funky games and just interact. And, and we've been able to steal a couple guys that were going somewhere else when they saw that family atmosphere and saw the coaches interacting and Kirby diving across that water slide and, you know, just things that uh, I remember when a Mary Smims was here, uh, when they had the pie eating contest and uh, 
it's just a it's watermelon eating contest pie they, they just have a lot of fun uh we're gonna have enormous amount of people i don't know how many are coming uh, i'm sure you'll have it on the you and jet will have all that stuff but uh did you know they were having that saturday I knew they were having a big uh, recruiting visit because we, uh, the guys on the vault at UBASports.com were writing up the list of players that they expect. And the one to me that's most interesting uh, is Yazid Haynes is coming to Georgia. And we had a question about him earlier. Um, let me go back and find it real quick. Yeah, this is from Riley. He says, what is the story with Yazid Haynes? Now, Yazid Haynes was a wide receiver uh, committed to Penn State, but yesterday afternoon he decommitted from Penn State. And that is a guy that George is after. And every time we talk about all these uh, defensive commits, uh, Dane can attest to this. It's like, well, where are the offensive guys? Where are the wide receivers? Where's the running back? You know, I'm like, let it come. Well, this is a top wide receiver. It's one of the top 250 players in the nation, Yazid Haynes. And he just decommitted. So he's no longer committed to Penn State, and he's going to visit Georgia this weekend. It would not surprise me to see him become a bulldog before, to, before it's all said and done. Has he been here before? He has been here before. Now, yeah. here's the thing. It was – he came on a secret visit. So but you, but It was not so secret that you knew he was here. I, I knew he was here. Well, here's the thing, and this is, this is where it gets really weird from a journalistic standpoint. We found out that he was here, and we were asked not to report it. Now, normally I'm like, well, it's news. We have to report it. But the fear was, Coach, that if we reported it and Georgia didn't offer – give him an offer or uh, say they offered – they offered it and he didn't take it, that it would hurt him with Penn State, i.e. Penn State would pull his scholarship offer. So you don't want to hurt a kid's chance to play college football. So we we sat on it. We're like, okay. uh, But we we use that information. We're like, look, we'll keep our mouths shut. But if something changes with his commitment uh, to Penn State, we need to know about it. Sure enough, our boy Adam Friedman broke the news yesterday afternoon that uh, he is no longer committed to uh, Penn State. So. Definitely. And you know the thing that happens as soon as somebody's name comes up, he becomes the most important guy in the history of recruiting. Now <laughs> we've got to have him, or if we don't, we're going to slit our throats. So, <laughs> uh, but you know that's just the way it, that it happens. But, but I'm excited about our team. I mean, this is one of these shows I, I enjoy all of them, but the kickoff kind of speak show. Uh, I just like the the mentality of our team. I like the the way they're out to. Uh, you know, start over, so to speak, and uh, got tremendous uh, athleticism and uh, work habits and uh, just don't see any holes on this team right now. I'm worried a little bit about the punter. I was about to say special teams. You always worry about special teams. Just the punter hasn't played when the band's playing. You know, uh, hopefully he's not going to have to punt a lot, but I I don't see us getting into that situation uh, where we're – I think we'll be making a lot of second and third downs. Uh, we'll be a big play team. I mean, this could be as big a play team as Georgia's had in a long time because you can run the ball, and when you can run and have those tight ends doing so many things, you just hit the ball over the top so much. Uh, and if you if you analyze stats, which we get Brent Rollins and Dane do so much, but you're, you're uh, you have your Possession passes, which are mostly drop back, where a little old lady from Pasadena can see it's a pass. I mean, it's just what we call a show pass. Quarterback right. gets the ball, drops back, and a shotgun or under center. And you don't get a lot of touchdown passes out of that because the defensive back re- reacts to it quickly. 
gets their drops, same thing. Where you get your money and where you get your big plays are off play action where the, the threat of the runs there and somebody takes a bad step and then it's over with. So that and misdirection, that's where you make a lot of big plays. That's we'll good. get no, to uh, coach. We're, we're on the same wavelength about wanting to get into the nitty gritty of Georgia's uh, two deeps. So we'll, st- we'll start with defense in the next segment here. I do want to mention one quick thing on recruiting, just from my Columbus days of here in Georgia, getting Keldon Smith. Obviously, yeah, Del McGee is the legendary guy in Columbus, and I mention that all the time. What people may not realize is that there is a new head coach at Carver High School, and it was a good team last year, made the state finals. Um, it's a guy named Pierre Coffey. Well, Pierre Coffey was one of the assistants with Del McGee when he was there late in Del McGee's tenure. Pierre Coffey went to Spencer High School and was the head coach, was at Chattahoochee County High School for a couple of years. This guy's really, really, really good, and those players there love him, and he and Del McGee have a great relationship. So that Carver to Georgia pipeline is in fantastic shape uh, because of Del and his connections in that area just remain as strong as ever. Yeah, you look at uh, Williams last year. I mean, that was huge. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, saw, him, I saw him another day uh, when I was walking through the train room through the restaurant bones there, and uh, you will see some good smiles on players when they're walking through that bones. Now, I mean, there's some smiles on those guys' faces. <laughs> Wouldn't you see those groceries, man? Those are it's impossible not to smile looking at them. I mean, just unreal. They got this one thing over there. I thought it was a beer tap, which it looks like it looked exactly because it's a restaurant. Hell yeah, they're smiling. That's for Bobo. Call your Perno, uh, uh, you know, her her husband's Ryan. I can't even pronounce his last name. It's not Perno anymore, but Malnado, I think it is. So anyhow, she's come up with this deal where this uh, energy drink, it looks, but it comes out of the tap. And they, they go over there and draw it out of the tap, and it looks like, you know, you're getting a beer, but you're really not. But it's just kind of funky, and the kids really love to drink it. I mean, it tastes good, too. I mean. I was say, that's what you need before you go out and play tennis all morning. Yeah, well, I looked over there. I said, good God, Kirby's gone crazy. you got beer on tape. <laughs> beer in the training hall before we have it in the stadium. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we got a question about the O-line from J.J. Morris. He said, I'm still worried about our uh, Georgia's O-line and the running back class. Is the O-line What's class – What's his name? J.J. Morris. J.J. Uh, but he, he says, Coach, is the class down just because of Cyril's acclimation? And well, I don't think that uh, the acclimation is going to be near as uh, difficult because you have so many veteran players. If you had a coach coming in here having to reassess the players and put, get a whole new – three or four starting linemen. we got the core there with both tackles and with Van Pran. Just going to be a question of the guards. Of uh, Erickson's got a lot of experience. Ratledge, how's he going to come back from his injury? Truss and Willow got four really good guards that are going to really go hard at each other. And then you got Mims and Ernest Green at tackle. Uh, I just think uh, Wilson coming in from North Carolina. I think their offense – you know, I hate to say this every year. But I guess I say it about every three years. Our offensive line will be stronger than three rows of wild onions. <laughs> I love it. And also, I want to add to that, Coach, uh, when it comes to – it's not so much acclimation on Stacy Cyril's part. I know that a lot of people want to 
blame the offensive line recruiting on him if, for not having a bunch of five stars lined up. But go look at the class of 2023. It is not a deep offensive line class. There are not a ton of uh, Roderick Jones, uh, Marius Mims out there. You know, this I've seen now next year's class, 2024, there are a lot of them. You know, uh, hell, we've seen some 2025 kids that look great, you know, but I'm just saying this is not a ridiculously wow. deep class. And the, the state of Georgia for 2024 is unreal. Coach, I mean, this is one where you literally put snipers around the border of the stadium and you keep out the other coaches because it is uh, – Yeah, I hope we can start talking about 24 next week. That will be really important. <laughs> but you're right, exactly right. Uh, but I will say this about Searles and the offensive acclimation and all that. Part of the reason he was hired was because he has an existing relationship. He's coached with Munkin. Uh, he's uh, coached with uh, – with Coach Bobo, he's coached with uh, uh, with the, our tight end coach, Coach Hartley, and he's coached with our wide receiver coach, Brian McClendon. So it's not like uh, that that situation is going to be hard. The communication is going to be very easy there, and then you transition transition that down to your um, your linemen who have their their coach that was with them, doing a lot of work with them. Jackson was a was the uh, graduate assistant or the assistant works with him. And he – is that his name, Eddie Jackson? What, what, Eddie, Eddie Gordon. Eddie Gordon. Gordon. I don't know why I said that. I know it's Eddie Gordon. But Eddie being back is a huge thing too. Yeah. So, I don't think that there's going to be uh, any kind of deal where, you know, a learning curve there for the, the players and the uh, and and the uh, coach – himself uh, plus the fact that you, you've got these highly rated players all three of those that I mentioned Van Pran McClendon and Broderick Jones are uh, highly ranked guys in the NFL for next year so you got to just think that they'll be a good nucleus and the other thing that helps your running game is having the tight ends on the edge uh when you have I'm, – I'm going to get a little technical here because I like to do this once in a while just to see if my memory serves me right. But when you can JoJo your tight end, that means you can take the guy and back him off the line and put him in motion. You can protect the edge away from the play if you're going at the point of attack and you don't want somebody to run you down from behind. He can come inside out or he can come in motion and lead the play if it's a quick hitting play and you're not worried about backside pressure. So that JoJo effect's good when you have one tight end, but when you have two, then you can move either one of them towards the other or away from the other and do the same thing and have even a better wing there, a better edge with a tight end and a wing coming around or a guy going to the backside, and now you have a balanced front with a tight end on each side. Then you add the third one, and now you can JoJo the first one. You can – back him off, move the other guy up on the line, then put another guy in motion. You can do so many things to protect the edge. That's the point of this whole process here. You're not going to get a lot of backside pressure that a lot of teams used to do against Georgia because the threat of no quarterback run. Now you add the, that tight end and you add the threat of the quarterback run with, with, uh, with our quarterback Bennett and uh, you have a, tremendous running attack from the standpoint of avoiding lost yardage plays. 
uh, as long as you get to the line of scrimmage, you go back to Gurley, he used to get hit so much in the backfield and he still made yards. But when you get to Chubb and Michelle, we were, we were attacking the other team where the line of scrimmage was on their side of the ball. We'll see the same thing this year with this kind of attack. So much for me running my mouth, but you get what I'm saying here. No, I absolutely do. I love it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and mention a couple of our sponsors here, and then uh, we've got – we'll talk about – like I said, I, I like getting into the idea of the two deep, and we do have a lot of questions. So, folks, if you would, please share this with your friends. It would mean a lot to us. I don't want to mention our friends over at Dead Soxy because I think that uh, with – fall coming around and, you know, you got to start thinking, hey, uh, August August 4th uh, practice starts, you know, they report August 3rd. I need to start thinking about getting reservations in the hotels that I'm going to be staying at, you know, where am I going to, uh, uh, where we're going to tailgate, stuff like that. Well, think about the fact that uh, you also have to figure out what are you going to wear to the games? Well, uh, Dead Socks, he makes the most comfortable socks in the world. Uh, and they also make a bunch of Georgia-specific socks. They have the red and black socks. They have the team color socks. You know, they have great designs. Uh, and if you got friends in the office that are Alabama fans, I uh, apologize. Or if you have LSU fans in your family, you know, that you haven't kicked out of the family yet. But buy them yet, Georgia go- socks too, right? I'm sorry? Buy them Georgia socks too. Yeah, buy them Georgia socks as well. But yeah, they have the red and black four pack and stuff like that. And they have a bunch of other new designs that you need to check out. So when you get a chance, uh, swing by Dead Socks, use uh, promo code UGASports.com. You get 30, excuse me, use promo code UGASports. You'll get 30% off. You can't beat that. And of course, I also want to mention our friends over to Academia Brewing Company. We told you last week, last Thursday, they were going to have the uh, comedy night. It was an absolute hit. Uh, what they have coming up this Thursday is uh, the Lita Athens Bike Night. So if you want to go out and see a bunch of great motorcycles, you know, it's, it's a, let's see a bunch of motorcycle folks, you know, because they have the car shows and they have the uh, uh, beer and biscuit brunch, you know, they have Trivia Tuesdays. But then once a month, just like they do with the, the car show, they have a bike night. So uh, Thursday, August 4th at 6 p.m., swing by Academia Brewing Company, get great beer, great food. Great ambiance, if that's the way you want to put it. Check out their beer garden. But it'll be Athens Bike Night. So um, you do want to check that out. Uh, they'll have uh, uh, lumberjacks, axe throwing, and hulls. Uh, axe throwing hulls and apparel will be on site. So uh, rain or shine, go out to Academia Brewing Company, throw some axes, check out the bikes. You'll absolutely love it when you get a chance. So. Mickey Wilbanks is watching us from Sand Mountain, Alabama, and he says, go dogs. So thanks for watching us over on Facebook, Mickey. Good. Thanks, me. All right, so, Coach, getting into uh, fall camp, we were kind of thinking the same page here, that we want to really get into the nitty-gritty of players that I think fans will be seeing on the field. And you mentioned you want to do defense, so let's do defense this week, and then uh, we'll do offense next week. So I kind of like the format of this. How about me and Roddy kind of toss out the names that we kind of think that we might see in these spots, and then you tell us who else we should be watching. Good. Um, Good. All right, Roddy, nose guard. Nose guard. Uh, Steps in for Logue. Jordan Davis. What about Zion Logue? Got to give us two. I mean, we're going to go too uh, deep. Uh, Logue, Logue, uh, Logue and Stackhouse? I was going to say Nazir Stackhouse. Yeah, I think that's that's good call. Although, right. I can see Stackhouse playing all sorts of places. <laughs> well, they all can. All I was really excited about Nazir. interchangeable a little bit, like Williams can do some of that, but you got, I think Carter is a given there, you know, and Bill, Bill will be in there with Smith and 
you're going to have to get somebody behind Carter that can do the job, but uh, give him – I'm for not letting Carter come off the field unless he asks to. Uh, <laughs> Including offense, right? Yeah, I mean, he's good tight end. Um, can you imagine if all of a sudden we, we got those three tight ends in the game and then we go goal line and put him in there too and we got those four? You have two, you know, a wing on each side. On uh, one side, you have Darnell and and, uh, and him, and on the other side, you have Bowers and uh, Gilbert. And just say, come on, defense, what do you got? <laughs> I love it. So, so down on the defensive line, we're looking at low – I mean, just a group here, and, and obviously it mixes and matches because Georgia rotates a lot other than Carter here. You're looking at Carter, Stackhouse, Logue. You'd mentioned Robert Beal, Nolan Smith at Edge. And then I, the other name that I've been hearing is Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Oh, he's good. He's a good player. And he, he hasn't surfaced as much as because he hadn't, but he'll be good. I, I like our defensive front. Uh, I like the fact they've been challenged by the offense all spring and summer. And, you know, it's a learning curve to run, run so many of these fronts that we do, particularly when you get into nickel and dime. That's another reason our defense to me, is going to be better because than what some people think is because we're going to be playing ahead of the, of the scoreboard and you can really pick what kind of defense that you want to run. You, you know, your normal down and distance stuff is not going to be the same. Uh, you can play more that nickel and dime defense. And it's gotten to the point where nickel is your base defense. Now really five defensive backs, because of so many people with the wide three and four wide receivers. But, uh, but I think that's a good call with those guys. And now we go to linebacker and I, I got my list there, but I'm going to let y'all go to it and we'll see how it goes. Let's start with the uh, inside linebacker Roddy, because that's where a lot of the guys left for the NFL smile. Munden, I think is is right there in the mix and maybe Xavier and sorry, who I'm missing. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, who was just named, uh, uh, I think Dumas Johnson and Munden will be the stars, Davis and Sori, probably. And then you got a uh, kid from North Carolina that's going to be coming in there too a little bit. Jalen uh, Walker. Yeah. But those are five really that uh, probably going to be the ones. In spring, we saw a lot of Tresman Marshall. And I don't, I don't like to read too much into spring practice because you got guys that are injured and guys that are banged up and guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. But now, I, I remember when Georgia got Tresman Marshall and Rion Davis, they were just everybody was so excited about those two, but they just seemed to have been had just ill luck when it comes Davis, to Davis, Davis, Munden, and uh, you know, Sori have all had injuries, but uh, and Marshall for sure. I mean, I don't even know what all he's had operated on. He's had I, I, it's, I feel bad for him. He's a Jack Bowerly of uh, our team as far as operations. You know, Jack's had everything in history, our swimming coach. Ex-swimming coach, we kid him about Bionic Man. He's had a lot of surgery. Then you go back to the secondary uh, safety. Uh, Chris Smith and Jackson are going to be the guys. But then who do you, who do you like behind them? I like Daniel and uh, Taiki. I thought Malachi Starks was going to be with his one. Well, he he got a lot of run, he got a lot of work this spring, but Taiki wasn't out there. So ah, that's a good point. Yeah. So you bring in Tyke Smith and uh, uh, Daniel uh, David Daniel was that's a if, good if kid. Can beat pool out at star, then you're going to have a situation there where one of them might, uh, you know, be in there. But I, I think we got good depth there and really good uh, 
special teams with all those guys. And then we got Ringo at corner and, uh, and we got, uh, you know, the kid from Alabama, uh, Kamari and uh, Kamari Lasseter. We got Everett and Singletary. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll have to see how uh, Humphrey does. But uh, what about Nile? I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up David Daniels' uh, headshot because I just can't get over how incredible. I love his headshot on Georgia Dogs right now. He He's trying to keep up with the guy we had last year. That, that yeah, Lewis Seen set the standard, and he's, he's got some – some standard bears carrying it through. I thought it was kind of saying when Muschamp told Seam that at the uh, at the draft day you need to cut cut him off, and he did. Yeah, yeah. When we were in Indianapolis, and he comes up to meet the media, and he's got his hair all up, and uh, we were like, "Wow, we get to see your face." He's like, "Yeah, Coach Muschamp told me to put my hair back so everybody can see me." And uh, yeah, that's what, that's what you do every every show, Roddy. That's cool. <laughs> That's hurtful. <laughs> Coach, I'm going to give you another name. Okay, well, no, hey, uh, one other guy on the defense. Where, Coach, where's Ja'Cory Thomas play? Well, he's back there. Uh, you know, he's he's gotten some good reps, and he, he's somebody that I like the way he competes. Uh, you know, Jackson's just so solid and knows what to do, and Chris Smith is the same way. And yeah. part of the deal there when you're on that back end is making sure that you can spin down and – support and also played the two deep stuff and and play so many of the different coverages uh i think he'll come around and uh, he, he did a good job this spring yeah kirby smart was saying that uh, we had you know everyone kept asking about the complacency and what do, you, what do you look like this year are you kind of one and done and he said look guys when it comes we had all those guys taken by the nfl draft on defense we still have a lot of good players. And if he said it once, he said it a thousand times, Coach. He says, we've got players. We just don't have experience. Yeah. He was going to drive that point home. I'm going to give you another name that I really like that I think will play a lot on this defense, and that's Javon Bullard. Another guy, same, no question. I mean, he's a guy that can step in there and tackle and uh, knows what to do. I don't think we got near the issue secondary-wise that we'd had going into last year. We got caught losing a lot of guys that we didn't think were going to not be here. You know what I mean? So uh, we had to really, you know, bring in a guy from Clemson, and uh, we brought in Taiki, and he got hurt. Uh, just uh, uh, one kid left and went to. Uh, I mean, we, you know, Stevenson left and went to Miami, and uh, I just don't see us having near the issues depth-wise. We might not have the experience, but – and the other thing that's good, I mentioned this about our D-line and linebacker, going against these tight ends and uh, wide receivers we got, they're not going to go against anybody faster than uh, Arian Smith going down the field. They're not going to go against many guys that can run the, the routes like – Mitchell can, or uh, they're not going to go against three tight ends uh, any better than the ones they practice against. So that's going to help them too. Yeah, covering uh, A.D. Mitchell and Lad McConkey and or a crafty veteran like Kiaris Jackson or Don Blaylock, you know, if you're cutting your teeth on those guys and you're Ja'Cory Thomas or Javon Bullard and you keep getting blown up by those guys, you'll, you'll, you'll get better. <laughs> I guarantee if you're getting blown up by 
not going to have anything left your butt after they get chewed out there. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's what Kirby does. But it's a good point with the young defensive backs and then, you know, the depth at receiver. Like, Georgia's scout team is going to have some really fun matchups. Like, if that video ever got out there, like, you're going to see some some good, good. stuff. But you know, that's the thing receiver. about taking all that video. These kids that leave and aren't, you know, have a lot of game tape, they got a lot of good video that they use like that that they send out to these schools and uh, – Show them. I know that one kid that went to Mississippi State, uh, Coach Leach, told me, uh, what was his name, Johnson? The, the, which one went, went to Mississippi State from here? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know who talking about. Last year he left. Anyhow, yeah. he had some good practice tape he sent. Yeah, he actually put. He tweeted it out. He's like, here's my here's my uh, practice date. Uh, Justin was, Robinson. That's who it was. Robinson, yeah, that was yeah. I can't remember anybody's name. I'm my bad. I do remember the general manager on there and got some sponsor runs the sponsors out there. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of sponsors, before we get to the uh, question parts of the show, because we did get a lot of questions come in, Coach, I do want to mention our friends over at Your Pie. And I want to mention uh, a pizza that you need to get when you go to any of the 50, 70 lo- uh, Your Pie locations. It's called the Ishka. It's extra virgin olive oil, fresh mozzarella, cheese, tomatoes, uh, basil, and garlic. It's very simple. It's on a great crust. And the Ishka, the reason I bring it up is, A, it's a classic. It's a phenomenal pizza. If I remember what Drew told me is he and Natalie were in Ishka, Italy, having pizza when the idea came to them about opening up this, this whole franchise, you know, this, uh, this restaurant where you go in and you get a pizza the way you want it designed. I want this crust. You know, they have multiple different types. Want this amount of uh, uh, you know uh, olive oil or this amount of mozzarella or this amount of uh, marinara on it. I want this amount of cheese. The these ingredients they turn around, put into a, a super hot oven that makes that uh, crust super crispy. And then by the time you've got your drink and you sat down and checked your uh, email on your phone, you're you're already they're, they're handing you your pizza. So the Ishka is like. Uh, integral to the establishment of the Europe corporation. So I'll tell folks, look, it's summer. This is a great time to grab that pizza. Of course you can get the pizza prosciutto. You can get their gelato. You can get their sandwiches, get their um, uh, salads, all that fun stuff. But, you know, I've always said, look, get the Southern heat. It's one of my favorites, but try the Ishka during the summer. I think you'll absolutely love it. Well, and the Nat, which is the pesto and feta, mozzarella, tomato, spinach, chicken. That's named after Natalie French. The there first lady of your pie. Yeah, the uh, sun-dried tomatoes and spinach on that with the chicken. That's, uh, that's an absolute class. That with a glass of white wine, and you, you just got it made. I also want to mention our friends over at Athens Ford. They are not only a sponsor of this show, they're a sponsor of our website, and they sponsor our watch-along show. So these, uh, Athens Ford is a huge, huge uh, corporate sponsor for us, and we really appreciate it. And I never really talked about the Athens Ford Advantage. It's something that they offer out there besides just their uh, lifetime powertrain warranty. That also gives you a free service loaners when you buy a car from them. Say you need any service done that you're like, oh, I can't be without my car. Well, they got a loaner for you. They also have a 72 hour exchange policy. You drive it for three days. See if you like it. If you don't like it, take it back. They'll, they'll work with you to get something else. So and they also have 100 uh, percent price protection guarantees. So you're like, oh, wait, I found this uh, Ford Explorer, you know, somewhere else. Well, they will guarantee that they match prices on it. Point being, uh, 
there's a lot to buying a car at Athens Ford, a lot of consumer protections that you get that they provide to you absolutely free. So if you're looking to buy a new car or a previously owned vehicle, swing by our friends at Athens Ford. They will take great care of you. If you need service done, they will also take care of you. If you need parts, if you're doing uh, some exchanging some parts out on your vehicle, they have a, a fantastic parts department out there as well. So if you want to do some custom stuff, uh, you just need uh, parts for maintenance. Uh, don't go to some of these uh, places that don't have stuff in stock or they have uh, knockoff brands that uh, will void your warranty. Go buy Athens Ford, get the actual Ford certified parts and parts that you can't find anywhere else. Hit them up when you get a chance. 15 minutes left in the show. We'll get to questions from UGASports.com and YouTube and Roddy's Facebook page. Uh, Pierce Outlaw says camp starts next week's coach. What do the first few practices look like of a fall camp? Well, you know, they're, they're having this acclimation deal where you got to, I don't even know anymore how long you have to go without shoulder pads or pads. Uh, but our players have been acclimating all summer, uh, going against each other without the coaches. Now the coaches are out there a little bit. But the first couple of days are just installing basic uh, offense and defensive packages, working hard on special teams. You know, that's a good time to practice special teams when everybody's fresh and you're, you're not with having pads on and you can get the organizational part about where you're supposed to line up and how you're supposed to cover and uh, – you know, kicking field goals, uh, nothing more important than uh, I always used to tell our players, high and tight to the inside. All you inside guys, you got to get high and tight to the inside. Don't let anybody come. And the wings got to scribe that arc and don't let anybody come over your, your inside thigh and plant that hand out there. And uh, kicker, you got to kick that ball in one you know, certain time and the snapper. Got to practice catching some with one hand, putting it down in case somebody kicks you other one. You know all that stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun getting ready for for the special teams and and the uh, the thing that protect that's your inside thigh. That's a good life lesson, just in general. <laughs> no, you got to – Not so much your inside. It's high and tight to the inside. You take a little short six inch step with your inside foot and get high and tight, and they can't come through you. But uh, I saw last night watching the replay of that uh, game where uh, Carter blocked that field goal against Oklahoma. Uh, and then we scored. Uh, what an exciting game that was. And everybody talking about Lincoln Riley. I tell you, uh, Kirby Smart and our defense made some adjustments in the second half and just stoned those guys. I mean, they didn't make a first down in both overtimes except one on the, the guy getting offside. We had a, they got us offside, but they didn't even make a first down. And then they completed like three out of six passes in the second half. Uh, it was just an incredible defensive job by us. As poorly as we played the first, the unbelievable the second. Let's get to SLT Dog One. He has an offensive and defensive question. Offense first with a full year of Todd Munkin and the entire offense, most of it back. How much extension of the offense should we expect? Well, we really had two, and we this is going into his third year, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we've had three going into the third year, but I think hopefully we'll cut back some. We won't need as much. Uh, really good teams don't have a lot of, you know, packages. They just do the same thing over and over. Uh, when you're not quite as good, you have a tendency to 
made me do look for special type plays and work, but you got to have the bread and butter. So I think we'll be have the capability of, of expanding some, but I don't think we'll have to do anything really new except maybe the what we did at the end of the year with three tight ends. I think we can expand that a little bit more. But uh, you know, Mike Leach said that at SEC Media Days. He said if he adds something, he removes something, and I don't think most people think about that. Well, it's just hard to practice everything and and be good at it. You know, uh, I, remember, I remember the first clinic I ever went to. This coach said, "Even if you're a running team, you got to be able to throw something good. You got to be able to do something when the other team expects you to do it, and you can still do it." You know, so that's the way it is on short yardage and goal line. You got to be able to knock them off the ball, even if you know they know you're coming, and uh, so. Uh, I would think a national championship team of which I was part of a couple of times, what you do in the off season is you self-evaluate and see what you did good. You know what won for you and you know what got you beat. And you're going to work hard on what won, won for you and you're going to work hard to eliminate what got you beat. And uh, that's that's what our team will be working hard on. I remember talking to a couple uh, defensive players in the Todd Munkin era, guys who were really, really bright. And they said, Coach, we have so many. Well, co- said, Coach. You mean Grantham era? Todd, Todd Grantham. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the Todd uh, Grantham era. And they said that Coach has so many calls, I can't keep up with all of them. You know? And I'm like, well, you're one of the brighter guys, or you, both of you guys are two of the brighter guys on this defense, and you can't keep up with all of uh, Todd Grantham's calls. What about the guys who were struggling a little bit or guys who come in for an injured player, you know, or guys who had to step up or who maybe missed part of practice or something? I'm thinking, yeah. So to your point, it, it can you can make it too complicated. So. Defensive question from SLT Dog on defense. Do we have the horses to play the same attacking style that we played last year, or is it a bit more of a contain approach? Good Absolutely, we got the horses. They just hadn't been let out of the corral. <laughs> uh, we got the horses. We're gonna we're gonna get after them. Send them. Uh, I, I feel like we got seriously. I mean, Jalen Carter, best player potentially on our defense from last year, just hasn't had quite the opportunities that maybe some of the other guys defensively did. But he's the best de- defensive lineman in the country. I mean, hands down, ab. No question about it. And uh, so they're going to have to do something to curtail him. And then you got Bill and uh, and uh, Smith coming off the edge and Stackhouse Logue inside. And then you got all these linebackers that are really fast that can cover and still blitz a lot like what Nakobe did and Shannon Tindall and, uh, you know, uh, seven for us last year. So I, I think our defensive team is going to have – a lot of lost yardage plays this year, a lot. Question from Billy Zane. Uh, we will have a lot of young, talented cornerbacks once Everett, Humphrey, Singletary, and Washington arrive. Do you expect us to move younger cornerbacks to any other position after fall camp or maybe during the season? As a coach, did you ever personally recommend a position change to someone while at UGA? Good Lord, yes. I mean uh, – First year, Adam Meadows, Chris Terry, uh, you know, moved Adam Meadows into t- 
tackle, Chris Terry from defense to offense. Uh, heck, yeah, you ask those guys and you bring them in and say, look, you, you know, you can help our team, first of all, but you can help yourself. You can make some money. Uh, both these guys drafted very highly uh, and played very well in the pros. Um, but uh, I think every coach looks at, the, at your team and sees uh, he made a good point. If a guy can be uh, more – prevalent at another position. You, you know, look at Lavasse Carroll as left here as a defensive back, and he's he's among the running backs at South Carolina right now. And he was a highly recruited running back, and we started him out at corner here because we because of what happened two years ago, those guys leaving. And he ended up saying he couldn't make it at corner here. But uh, it's a, something every team needs to do is look at your personnel and see if a guy can help you. I know a lot of times uh, D linemen are recruited in – high school and end up playing in the O-line too. Yeah, and uh, D-Rock UGA followed up by just mentioning Chris Terry went from defensive line to offensive tackle. Jermaine Phillips went from wide receiver to defensive back. Both were good in the NFL for a while. Uh, and then his question for you, Coach, was do you have a favorite win while at Georgia? He guessed that you would say Auburn in 96, Florida in 97, LSU 98, or Tennessee 2000. I tell you what, you love all 40 of them. I mean, those guys, every one of them means some uh, those 19 losses chat my ass a lot more than I am happy with those 40 wins, but uh, uh, too many losses for me. But, you know, all of them were good wins. And I know watching that game Saturday, uh, just so happened somebody texted me, watch that 96 game. We beat uh, people don't want to hear about that. But uh, what was good about it was uh, some of the guys that played in that game. Uh, who were roommates and uh, ended up being lifelong friends, kind of got together this weekend, and they, they watched it together. <laughs> I saw a picture of them, and that's worth a, worth a lot to me as an old coach to see what they are now and what they've done with their lives. Hey, hey Coach, let's do a watch-along on that. On 96 game? Yeah. As long as, we don't, as long as we don't show the first half. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll start at halftime, set the stage. We're skipping the first half. Let's talk about the second half. Let's talk about those. Because no, we, 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 we can pause, you know, as we go. I'll never we'll forget before the game, Pat Dye, who I'd met uh, a lot before and, and knew him when he was at East Carolina and I was at North Carolina. And then he helped me get it chance at Brigham Young job, which I didn't end up going there, but uh, he was at Wyoming then, but came by the locker room for the game and I just told him, I said, hey coach that's nice of you to come by and I said, the only thing I'd ask you is if we win, would you come back by here after the game? And he said, yeah, I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> and he came back, but he, wasn't, okay, good. he wasn't very happy. I, I would just, I don't know why I said that. Hey, if we win, will you come back after the game? But uh, that was an amazing, amazing game. Uh, a lot of good players. I mean, a lot of people there. You see Will Muschamp over there on the sideline as a GA for, uh, and uh, and also uh, Jimbo Fisher up in the press box. Terry uh, uh, and of course, uh, his brother was uh, was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, you know, they ended up being the Clemson coach. So, a lot of good coaches on that Auburn team. Yeah, Mike Bobo apparently has something to do with that, too. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, we we decided to start Smitty at quarterback and put Bobo on the bench, and uh, he 
Smitty didn't have that great a game. We and Bobo and uh, and Coach uh, said we needed to get Edwards in there a little bit because he'd been fumbling a little, but he he tore it up. But uh, <laughs> you know, Smith is a uh, Great doctor there in uh, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Now just uh, doing really well. Uh, oh, he's a heck of a quarterback, but you know had Mike there at the same time. But very proud of him. Uh, here's a question from YouTube: Thomas, do does Marvin Williams Jr. start on the defensive line at some point this season? You talk about Marvin Jones. I said Marvin Williams, but yes, it's Marvin Jones. I'm going with what what was written. <laughs> Well, that's why you need to know your team, son. Uh, I know little about our – but I do know those two. I sent Roddy a picture that I, when they were here recruiting and I had somebody take a picture of the two of them beside me. But I think Marvin just has to get out there. He, he didn't have spring practice like Williams did. And uh, he, he'll definitely be a force. I mean, he's among the better athletes on our team. He just got to learn what to do. I don't think he'd be quite to make quite the impact that Williams did because Williams had all spring, but two outstanding looking kids and good players, good people, and uh, makes you happy that they're here. See, he was but, just getting a two for one question there. He wanted to know about Michael Williams and Marvin Jones Jr., so he combined them together. I, I'm, I'm flowing with it now. Um, Marvin Williams is going to do, and Michael Jones, they're, they're going to both do well. Yeah, well, that's funny. We had a question from Dallas Dog. Yeah, Dallas Dog is one of our uh, loyal viewers who watches every week, and he actually asks kind of some of the same questions as who sees the field on defense first, Michael Williams or Marvin Jones Jr. So, just depends on whether we have a kickoff or what, because <laughs> of, they both be on a kickoff team, I would think. There you go. Uh, I love it. Uh, Coach, we have another question from uh, uh, 21 Dogs. He says, Coach, has Georgia ever had a stronger player pound for pound than Nick Chubb? Well, I tell you, he's really a powerful guy. And, he, you know, you see him lifting weights and doing all these squats. Pound for pound, I, I really don't know if they're – you know, Marlis Leroy was unbelievable um, defensive lineman with on the weights. He just – Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, pound for pound, Thomas Brown had some pretty legendary stories. Too. Thomas Brown, but they got a new kid, you know, Branson Robinson. Yeah, he's thick. He, he's sure and compare him, but uh, Chubb uh, right up there with the best players in the NFL right now. That's three I was told a long time ago that Nick Chubb really does like football. You can't get to that level without, but he loves the weight room. That, like, he does. That, well, I love the fact that he's actually back at, you know, Cedartown doing that stuff with his high hey, school. He does do, too. He's very generous with his money. He takes care of those. He buys equipment for the team and does all that stuff for him. Uh, he's just a very benevolent kid. He was a good dude the minute we met him as a freshman at the uh, Rising Seniors game. I'm like, this kid's special. Uh, do we have any uh, more online? That's all the questions I have, Roddy, unless you want to okay. sneak in yeah, a couple I'll, more. I'll hit from these others here. Um, uh, CCUGA says, I need one of those national title footballs you guys are giving away. Um, CCUGA, stay tuned. We've got two two left, and both are signed by Kirby Smart. Those are the limited edition uh, ones from uh, Rawlings that have all the stats on it. Um, we will we will be giving those away. Uh, Who, who's giving them away? You? 
Yeah, if, if we're giving away at UGASports.com. They're $200 limited edition of footballs. They look fantastic. Well, good. What do you got to do to get one? Just be a member of UGA Sports. Be a what happens? Your name gets drawn or what? Yeah, well, they since they put their name, they go to, we, we put out the link. You go to the link, you put in your uh, email address so that we can notify you. And then we also use that to make sure you're a member of UGA Sports, not just some guy off the street. And uh, we we put it up, give everybody a week to put their name in, and then we draw a name. Oh, any, anybody's not a member, that's a good reason to join right now. Hey, join up and uh, might win that ball. Yeah, uh, and we've given away four of them. The last two that we have are actually signed by Kirby Smart. So these are autographed limited edition football. So Yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin give you a golf ball from UT when they <laughs> hit him after the game, during the game. All right, let's go. Give me a bottle of mustard. Uh, Run the damn ball says, why is there no Heisman left for Stetson Bennett? He's only the national or reigning national championship, a champion. Uh, does he have a shot at the Heisman? Because it doesn't so play for no the Heisman quarters. Hmm? You know, those are those are things that are built by uh, uh, publicity driven guys. Uh, we don't put a lot of publicity out for Stetson for that standpoint, but uh, I think he's going to have a big year. He probably won't get near the stats that Bryce Young does because Nick keeps the players in the game longer. I remember when Kirby was over there coaching the defense, and a couple times I hit him up after a game. I said, why you got, why you got all those guys in the game in the fourth quarter? He said, hey, Nick won't let us take them out. He's worried about, you know, the score and all. And um, Kirby takes them out, though. And, and uh, I, I think that's good because, you know, you got to build depth and, you sure don't want to get kids hurt. Hey, talk about building depth. I mean, the number one complaint that we hear from Alabama fans is their best two wide receivers were out, you know, in that title game. And I'm like, well, Georgia was winning the title game with a freshman wide receiver or a freshman tight end, you know, guys who were not on your list to win it. Nobody yeah. ever says anything about Adam Anderson not playing. You take Will An Will Anderson off there. George Pickens. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, I, I just want to – Say this one thing about uh, read about Mechie uh, being diagnosed with leukemia. Their uh, great wide receiver that signed by the Houston Oilers, well, Houston, whatever, and that Texans now. Uh, I hate to see that for the kid. Hopefully, he can get the right kind of treatment, but uh, he was a good kid, and certainly uh, you hate to see that. Uh, I agree with him, and our, our uh, prayers and well wishes to him for a speedy recovery. Uh, we saw uh, we got this question from Dog in France. He says, "I was very impressed watching Cedric Van Pran at the SEC Media Days. He is the type of leader UJ needs up front. So not much." The guy, the guy is just uh, very articulate. He's also uh, was very guarded in what he said, as far as just you know saying the right thing. And he, he a lot of guys start seeing all those lights and they maybe spout off a little bit, but he uh, did a good job of talking about this year's team. He wasn't worried about who we lost, and he was glad he had these guys uh, around him. And usually speaking, there's just something about the offensive line core compared to other units on the team. I mean, these guys are kind of the bring your lunch pail, do all the work, don't get a lot of recognition, and they got their own group. And uh, I think we got a lot of good guys in there. I mean, Warren McClendon, uh, Erickson, uh, these guys hang together off the field and uh, going to show show you a lot of continuity there in that O-line. 
Good points. Uh, Montgomery Mama, I said it wrong last time. I said Mama and Montgomery. It's Montgomery Mama says Montgomery Mama. Montgomery Mama. Will Auburn try to poach Todd Munkin after this year? <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. So apparently she doesn't see uh, the uh, that tenure lasting very long in Auburn, and she thinks that uh, they may come after Todd Munkin. If they, if they help him the head job, he'll take it. I can tell you that. I mean, anybody take that job. It's a great job if you're assistant coach. Uh, but I, I don't know. He would certainly be a good candidate because he's coaching the SEC. He's been a head coach. He's got a pro background. Uh, from what I understand, reading from Roddy, that you know he's supposedly getting ready to uh, announce here pretty soon about a three-year deal worth, worth a lot of money. But let's go on to something, something else here. I'll just assume question. Hugh Freeze and Auburn will find their way together one day. Hugh Freeze to Auburn could, could always be in the works. <laughs> Is that right? You want, <laughs> you say, I'm just saying the sensibilities align. You want to say amen to that? All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, last question. A liberty quote there, a little Liberty quote. Liberty University. Pass, pass the collection plate. Here we go. <laughs> I have from Big Sky Dog, he says, is Kirby Smart now the highest paid head coach in the nation, and how long do you think he will coach, or will he ever take an NFL job? I think he's close to being the, after this, and I don't know what Riley's making because they don't say uh, he's he's with the private school at USC, but he got over $10 million. But Kirby's well-deserving of it. Uh, anything he got, I think more power to him for any coach in college now at that level, I think the only reason you'd go to the pros would be because of the constant recruiting. I don't see that bothering Kirby, though. He lives for it, so I'd be very surprised. He's had some chances to go to NFL. I know that, but he hasn't even really looked at them. Uh, the other question was, how long do you think he'll coach? At least this week. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I can see people got took his uh, comments to the Texas High School sweet, Association out of contact and thought he quit. You week, know. week, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's a, but I know this: the guy's got a stinger, man. He's got it every day. He brings it every day, and the players know it. And you better come with it. I mean, he puts puts a lot of pressure on them to to do their best and. And you heard that quote where he said that he owed it to every parent that that's what he owed it to him to give them his best every day to get the best out of those kids. So he gives them that. I mean, he'll keep getting contract bumps along the way too, like Nick Saban always does. When you get a yeah. title like that, just gives you the different – you're at a different caliber. There aren't many coaches that are coaching right now that have won national championships, and he's one of them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, you got him and grand. I think he's Dabo and and Saban and, and Mac, Jimbo, right? Jimbo Fisher, Mac Brown. Yeah. I think that's it. It is an ex it's an exclusive company, but what do all those guys have in common? They're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they love it and they want Jim it. Jim Chiswick's coaching again. I mean, he's coaching defense. He won in 2010. How many head coaches, though? Right. Right. So. All right, folks. Uh, that's all the time we have for this week's show. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, of course, uh, Academia Brewing Company. Go by check out the uh, Bike Night, Dead Soxy. Check out their socks for this upcoming season. Uh, of course, Your Pie. 
get the Ishka or the Nat. Those are fantastic ones. And of course, Athens Ford to get the Athens Ford advantage when you buy your next vehicle. And uh, we give a big shout out to everybody who shared this because when you share it or you leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, it means the world to us. And be sure to tune in next Tuesday at noon and we will have more. That'll be the uh, Tuesday right before practice starts on Thursday. So you definitely don't want to miss next week's show when we talk about the uh, offense too deep and answer all your questions. We'll see you next week, folks.